Welcome to Docs in Orbit, where we feature conversations with independent, creative documentary filmmakers from around the world. Hi everyone, this is Eileen Guckman. I'm back from Locarno, where I had the world premiere of my short film. The program of the festival was great, as usual, and the audience was amazing. I think the festival saw one of its highest levels of participation in the last few years, and you could really feel it in the warm and welcoming atmosphere. I spent most of my free time watching films in the Party di Domani section, which is the short film section, and I had some really nice discussions with other people attending the festival, including other directors. So to recap the festival, we've started to collect voice notes from a cross-section of people at the festival, sharing a film that they encountered there and that they are still thinking about. For me, there were two films in particular. There were many films I could talk about, but I'd like to say a few words about two films that really struck a chord with me on a personal and artistic level. They were both playing in the Pardi di Domeni section. The first one is I Look Into the Mirror and Repeat to Myself by Giselle Lynn. And the second one is The, the Island by Julien Pujol. Maybe Actually, I'll start br by briefly discussing the island because it's hard to, to put words to my feelings about it. And um, yeah, it's a film that should be felt and experienced. And I'm not sure how to describe it while doing it justice, but I'll try. <laughs> so in the little notebook that I had with me during the festival, I wrote that this film is a, it's like a magical escape that whisks you away from wherever you are and transports you to the to this island. And you're not just watching, you're there, you're in the moment for what feels like a, an embrace of 40 minutes length. That's the length of the film. Um, and yeah, you're there, you, you feel the breeze and the, the sun on your skin and the grass and the reeds rustling as they brush against your legs. <laughs> you, can, you can even feel a single drop of sweat rolling down your arm. Um, I felt it. <laughs> and you're with the characters there. They felt really familiar. It, it was almost like hanging out with old friends you haven't seen in a while or maybe even catching a glimpse of yourself in them. So yeah, this film is pure artistry <laughs> and uh, I hope you'll all get a chance to experience it in the in your theaters. The second film is a documentary called I Look Into the Mirror and Repeat to Myself by Giselle Lin, a director from Singapore and it's such an intimate work but uh, it's also quite universal at the at the same time. I think any woman who has sisters could find a bit of herself in this film. So Lin and her sisters, they, they talk about their past, their family, and especially their relationship where their father, whose mood swings affected them in both like similar and different ways. Uh, so I find it interesting that the film explores 
these tensions that um, the father's behavior created among them, but uh, it also beautifully portrays the, the sister's bond, which grew stronger as, uh, as time went on. So I won't give away too much because I want people to have the pleasure of discovering it, of course, but um, I'll just add that um, it's also visually beautiful. It uses Super 8 film and words and letters in a very poetic and moving way, often in contrast with some of the difficult things that are said in the voiceover. And there's also a very bold and effective decision that was made regarding sound design, I would say. So I won't tell you more. Um, just keep an eye on Docs and Orbit social media if you want to to know which festivals will feature these beautiful films next. I'm Julian Pujol. I'm the director of The Island. My first film, Ricardo, was my first ever film festival as well. So it was an amazing experience. And. Um, I'm here talking to you from Estonia. I just came back from uh, the baptism of my, of my son. <laughs> when I was in Locarno, I didn't um, have much time to watch movies because <laughs> I was with him as well, and uh, it was a quite a hectic time. But something that really left a mark on me, a film called The Invisible Fight by Rainer Sarnet. It's a film about Orthodox monks and uh, Kung Fu. <laughs> and the premise was... Uh, <laughs> going to be unexpected, but uh, the movie itself really <clears throat> went beyond my expectations of the unexpected. It's a movie about uh, a man who wants to become a monk. What is very surprising about this film is the way the message of uh, Christianity and the Gospels is, 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 is shown through this Kung Fu <laughs> medium. And uh, it's quite amazing because um, I think uh, religion is, and cinema is always, in, is always shown in a very uh, <clears throat> veiled approach, very uh, always humanistic, but always very subtle. And, uh, and, uh, and, and that, that, that's, I think that's the beauty of cinema, is to, at the same time, talk about spirituality, but also talk about existentialism and this film really went head-on into the Bible and Christianity and but what I thought it was what the, what was amazing about it was the way it showed uh, in the in the in the form of this typical kung-fu movie so the student who wants to become the master and so the path of, of learning about faith the path of, of finding faith is like a roller coaster and it's full of contradictions and invisible fights with yourself, with others. And this film really put this very doctrinal approach in a very beautiful and, and through Kung Fu in a way, in a very universal and, 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 and easy way to, for people to understand. It shows this tension between these two polar opposites, sacred and profane love. So the main character, has to, uh, at the same time, fight for, for becoming a monk, but at the same time, he has to navigate falling in love with, with a girl. And uh, so, it's very beautiful. There's a lot of 
very beautiful scenes and, and it reminded me a lot of my own experience of connecting to faith. And I think that's the beauty of cinema, is that films in a way are providential, that the right film uh, comes in the right time of your life. And in, in this case, it was very powerful to watch this film. And then a week later, today, we just baptized my son. And uh, this film gave me a whole other understanding of, of faith and a different approach to the beauty of faith. And I think also the director really found two opposite things, Kung Fu and Orthodox religion, and, and was able to make out of these two completely opposite things a very beautiful and powerful film, unexpected. Hi, I'm Jazelin, and I'm a filmmaker from Singapore, and I'm in Locarno with my new a documentary short film, I look into the mirror and repeat to myself, premiering in the Padidi Nomani International Competition section. A film that resonated with me at the festival was Dreaming and Dying by Nelson Yeo. And it's just a really weird film and films in Singapore are so rigid and and so logical and this film just makes no sense and it's fantastic and magical and I love it. It's It really shows how weird we are. I, I feel like not enough films show how weird Singaporeans are. It's difficult to explain what kind of film it is. It's, I think it's a film that you have to watch for yourself. But the premise is about three uh, middle-aged friends who meet again after a lot of years on a holiday and a lot of feelings and things from their past resurface uh, yeah, and cause very strange mystical things to happen. What I liked about the film, cinematically at least, was I guess when I watched it, I could really tell that they prioritised the performance over having a beautiful shot. And you can see in the film, the camera like, shifts and follows the actors more than being a really rigid uh, still frame. Yeah, so I really like that. Another thing that I really liked from the film was actually one of the actors, Peter. I worked with him a few years ago, so I always like to spot him in other projects of friends and we always joke that he has his own cinematic universe. Hi, my name is Nelson Liu and I'm the director of Hao Chu Pujian, Dreaming and Dying, which was in the filmmakers of the present section. Honestly, I didn't get to watch a lot of films, but for me, it was Radu Juice. Do not expect too much from the end of the world. The film didn't hit me immediately after watching it, but it stuck with me throughout the festival, and even till now, particularly with its use of colour found footage to juxtapose with the main narrative, which was shot in black and white. There was also fun footage when the protagonist adopted her blogging persona. It sounds rather confusing but actually has a clear structure that is rather easy to follow. What I really like about the film is that it looks into cinema's past while pushing it ahead into the future with its language. I won't spoil it for you but its last single shot scene was just brilliantly staged. It is a work that is fiercely original and for me, it is a modern masterpiece. My name is Aria Kajan. 
and I'm a part of the delegation for the short film Ever Since I've Been Flying by Eileen Guckman, in which I appear alongside my dad, who is the protagonist of the film. It was my first time at the Locarno Film Festival, and I had the chance to watch many films and meet some incredible filmmakers. I remember speaking with a young woman after the premiere of Ever Since I've Been Flying. She was telling me about how much she enjoyed the film and how she was touched by my father's unique storytelling. I then found out that she was the director of a short film that my father and I had just seen and I was so happy to tell her that it was actually one of his favorites. It was called Scorched Earth by Markella Contaratu. The film takes place in Greece during summer and it's a powerful portrayal of the culture of silence around domestic violence. Watching it, I felt that there's this sort of quietness throughout the film and, it's, and this actually says a lot about the issue. It's a calm film with violent events and I mean that's extremely real. Something that we, we talked a lot about during the, the whole festival was, you know, the way we, we use art, we use beauty to express all sorts of things, to tell stories, to pass them on through, through something that captures much more than just the information. And that's what makes things poetic as well. Everything about this short film was just very beautifully made and it was, it was so wonderful to have been able to exchange with the director and hear about the way she felt watching our film and then express to her the emotions her film made us feel. It was very nice to have this, this connection through art, through filmmaking. Hi, my name is Markella Contaratu. I was the director of Scorched Earth, which was in the Pardi di Domani section. One of the highlights of Locarno Film Festival was definitely Bertrand Mandico's new feature-length film, Conan, presented as part of a trilogy alongside his new shorts, Reiner, A Vicious Dog from Skull Valley, and We the Barbarians. There is something really profound in this retelling of the famous myth, as the title character roams through different eras, viciously transforming to her own future versions. Conan, reimagined by Bertrand as a woman, gets born in a cruel world, having to consume her own dying mother, being consumed herself later by vengeance, then by love, betrayal and cruelty, only to be eaten alive in order to become an idea. Each era is portrayed by a different actress, with Conan having to murder her own previous versions in order to transform to her future self. And it seems that here transformation is the key to understanding humanity. The inner deaths that change brings along with each experience. The idea that you will never be the same again. Our guide to this purgatorial landscape is Reiner, a hellhound, who documents and narrates Conan's journey and ends up in love with his subject. This enigmatic figure, referencing Reiner Fossbinder, Kenneth Anger Scorpio Rising, or even the filmmaker himself, is a way to understand art's role and stance through history. As his previous works, Mandico's Conan is one of the most striking-looking contemporary films. A mayhem of gore and glitter, the cinematography in itself is a work of art, always moving, perfect for capturing this elusive interior landscape. Reiner, a vicious dog from Skull Valley, introduces us to this new, violent and erotic world by making clear Mandico's intentions. 
While We the Barbarians closes the trilogy with testimonials of the characters involved in a meta short of long takes and tragedy. The birth of mythos in a fierce story of love, death and everything in between, Conan is a triumph of avant-garde contemporary cinema. To experience this trilogy on the big screen is witnessing true innovation and creative passion. Hello, my name is Anna Joos and I'm a film student based in Geneva doing a master's in cinema at Ecal and Head at the moment. Before I was doing a lot of anthropology and that's why one of the films that really stood out for me at uh, Locarno was Le Premier Show by Stéphane Breton. So I was basically there for the whole uh, festival and watching a lot, a lot of films. But I found this film particularly interesting because it was not a narrative-based film. There was no dialogue. It was not a a classical recipe of film, if you like. Um, and uh, it was more a sensory portrait of a place without knowing exactly where you are. The film is there for the viewer to just exist in this place. I think what was really interesting was the way that he had um, made this film come together, which is basically at least in my impression, treating the the sound and also the image um, without any hierarchy of <laughs> foregrounding the human voice, for example, uh, or the humans in general, but everything was treated equally. So you had sounds of the place and sounds of human voices which didn't necessarily carry meaning the way we're used to watching films where there's dialogues and that's the main ingredient. But rather, it was kind of a symphony of sounds here on this beach, which is in Chile, but in, if you watch the film without knowing, you're not, um, it's not clear where it is. So this... Um, horizontal use of image and sound, at least the way that I saw it, uh, which made it really special, I think is also reflected in the synopsis, which was very strange. It goes like this. Ocean rumble, desert shacks, heat, coast, dryness, stones, seaweed, money, wine, rust, cars, sky, music, dogs, chile, fish, wind, sun, reefs, Noise, silence, noise, silence, noise, silence, noise, silence, noise, silence, noise. Yeah, so he's obviously trying to do something a bit different where a film does not have to be narrative, um, etc. And I think it obviously ties into this whole um, discourse about anthropocentrism and trying to create art or cinema that somehow maybe can help and create states of attention where humans are not in the center. And I think for this, it was really interesting to think with, and it was a film that stayed with me. My name is Ruth Pettig, and I'm from Film Explorer based in Switzerland. 
Seven years ago, we founded Film Explorer together with Giuseppe Di Salvatore. At this year's Locarno Film Festival, we were once again looking for surprising film experiences, both in terms of content and form. I would like to highlight the short film Being There by Corinna Schwingruber-Illich in particular, a convincing example of how story can be developed with great camera work, editing and an intelligent dramaturgy that one only scores when watching attentively. Everything has been worked through down to the smallest detail, even on the sound level, without appearing demonstrative. Such a big pearl in a short format. And then there was the feature film El Agu del Humano Tres by Eduardo Williams that almost blew me away. Keep going is the imminent motto that haunts the last film made by the Argentine filmmaker. Not only do the protagonists of El Agu del Humano Tres keep walking, but it's Williams' camera that works almost constantly too and us with it because it is a camera movement at human speed. It is definitely a film to dream about, intense and real. This seems paradoxical, but William's technique allows this sensory experience on the big screen. Yes, this moving image is a fusion between experiment and experience. By the way, you can find an article on filmexplorer.ch about Williams film. Enjoy and keep in touch. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Christina Zahariadis in Brooklyn, Eileen Guckman in Zurich, with music by Nahim Mahboum in Stockholm. <laughs>